Congregation, we are in the Advent time. What is now the gospel of Advent for you? Well, maybe you say, we have to remember that the Lord Jesus came to this world. Or maybe you think, well, it is a coming to Christ. Like the shepherds, they came to Christ. But I think this morning when we want to say a few words about Isaiah 35 in particular, I think the gospel of Advent is a gospel of hope. Have you ever read Say to them that are of fearful heart. Now, I don't know your heart. I don't know what is going on in this past week or right now. But there are times, eh? fearful heart. Say to them that are of fearful heart. This is the Advent message, the Advent gospel. Be strong, fear not. And why? Behold, your God will come. Will come. Advent is that God's glory is revealed, made known. Is seeing the God of our salvation. Verse 2 of our chapter 35. They shall see the glory of the Lord. They, that is an Advent people, in the context of the book of Isaiah. Those of, verse 4, of fearful hearts. They shall, that is sure, they see the glory of the Lord. And friends, when that happens in your life, and may it happen again this morning, or for the first time. It is like, it, like, it is like the shepherds in the fields of Bethlehem. When, when the birth of Christ was announced to them. In Luke, Luke 2. We read, the, the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And when that happened. That, that changes you. Changes them. That, that transforms you. Because we, we read in Luke 2. Being sort of afraid, frightened. That is then, then you begin to see who you are in the light of that glory. But also, and that goes together here in the gospel, fear not. I will bring you good tidings. A message of the Savior and salvation meeting Christ. And, and that transforms, that changes you. It is making him known, which was told them concerning this child. And therefore, with the help of the Lord and and also the work of his spirit. It is my hope and prayer that in this Advent season, and how many Advent seasons did you have already in your life? That this Advent season you may see 
the glory of the Lord, that you may see maybe again, maybe this morning, who you really are in yourself, in your sin and brokenness. But also that you may come, so to say, to the manger and to the cross, where God's love and glory is most displayed in Christ, the gospel of Advent. And so transforms us that brokenness is healed to experience sin is forgiven. Sadness and grief in your life turns in an everlasting joy. Yes, a Christian by, by grace can have joy. And sorrow sighing shall flee away. As we meditate upon Isaiah 35, three main points. Sin, salvation, transformation. Sin is the context of this chapter 35 and the context of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. Speak of salvation, this chapter in particular, and also Luke 7, the verses 19 to 23 that we have read together, and it speaks of transformation. Congregation chapter 35 of the book of Isaiah brings us in the time of Hezekiah. The prophet Isaiah had a long begins. You begin to see that in chapter 1, under the reign of four kings of Judah, a ministry of 60 years. And when we are here in chapter 35, that was a prosperous time in which they live. But prosperity in that time, and not only in that time, made the people of Judah less dependent on the Lord. There was actually a turning away from the Lord, who so richly blessed them. Worship became something as going through the motions. Outward, it was orthodoxy, inwardly, far from godliness. Chapter 1 already, the Lord says, you come before me with your incenses, incenses, with your offering, but it is an abomination to me. You spread your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. And you make many prayers, but I will not hear those empty prayers, those empty words. In that time, the Lord reveals himself, makes himself known as this time, as this morning. He makes himself known through us, to us, through his word. Maybe we have to say in the midst of our prosperity in which we live. Yeah, even with high inflation and the rising cost of groceries, But it is always the wonder of grace, friends, despite our doings against the Lord. And whatever that is, and in whatever form that is, and yet it does not stop that the Lord reveals himself to us, speaks to us also this morning.
comes to us even now. And how does he make himself known? Oh, you can read in Isaiah 6, the glory of the Lord. A glorious holiness, a holy glory. The angels sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The earth is full of his glory. Isaiah heard it. The Apostle John in Revelation 4 hears it. And we hear it also this morning. God's speaking of his majesty, his holiness, without sin. All that he is himself glorious. And greatness, sinless purity. And so he makes himself known to us this morning in his glory in his glorious holiness. The holiness of God is manifested in his glory. Young people, glory points to great worth, majesty, infinite value, beauty, brilliance, the most important thing that there is. Something of infinite more value to you than anything else. And the book of Isaiah is full of it. The Holy One of Israel. Chapter 1, chapter 10, chapter 12, 30, 43, 48. Speaks of the glory of the Lord. Chapter 40, 60, and many other chapters. And so we read in our chapter verse 2. They shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God. They shall see the Lord in his majesty, in his power, in his justice, in his righteousness, who is in himself without sin, pure, infinite, great, and in all, the excellency of our God, the Holy One of Israel. Do you see the glory of God? Because when that is experienced personally, profoundly, and in principle, I'm not, I'm not saying the depth of it, then you begin to understand what we read in Isaiah 6. Woe is me, for I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. And look back in this past week. Unclean lips. That is what happened when the Lord makes himself known to you in his holiness. And you only see your unholiness and uncleanness. When he shows his glory and you see that you are broken and sinful. Friend, pause for a moment in this Advent season. When we speak about the glory, when the Lord speaks about his glory, we also have to speak what sin is. Young people, young adults, 
that is not something of the past or something you hear from Sunday to Sunday from this pulpit or that you hear from your parents or your grandparents. Sin is real. And you know it. The picture of sin that is given in our text chapter. Then life is a wilderness, is a desert, brokenness, unholiness. Uh, wilderness, desert, the verses 1, 6 and 7. When the Lord comes in his glory to us, we begin to see what our life really is. You're in exile. Now from paradise, separated from God. Exile like the children of Israel going into captivity in the time of Isaiah. Life without the Lord is like a wilderness. You people, you, you, you can try to live outside the Lord and without Him. But it is a wilderness. The chapter says, this parts ground, a thirsty land. And you try and you try to quench that thirst with many things in this world, but outside God, outside Christ. It is a brokenness. Or, or with the words of our text chapter, weak hands, verse 3, feeble knees, fearful hearts, blind, verse 5, deaf, lame, verse 6, dumb. Brokenness in your life. Spiritual brokenness. And maybe in a time of prosperity that seems to be far off. And maybe coming to church, you don't want to hear that this morning. You think this advert seasons, we are going to Christmas and we are going to buy gifts and we prepare and we prepare and year end. But congregation part of Advent is a reminder of our brokenness, a reminder of our unholiness, unholy and opposite of God's holiness, unholy that is, is full of sin, the way of sin and sinning, and maybe hidden from the people around us, but not hidden from the Lord. Seeing God's glory, His infinite holiness, it shows you, I'm ruined, I'm broken, I'm lost, I'm a sinner, I'm unholy. Seeing God's glory, His glory is revealed, is shown to you. It's also seeing of yourself better than we know or think of ourselves. Seeing God's glory when the Lord reveals, speaks to us, speaks to you this morning. From his holy place, from his sanctuary, sancti, holy place, in this sanctuary, to you and me. Maybe after this week, when you go through each day, what you said and what you did what was not according to God's word. Seeing the glory of the Lord when he reveals himself to you this morning. 
I think this will remain. If thou, Lord, should mark my iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? Who of us? Despise the Lord's care and concern for you. As he had with the people of Judah in the time of Isaiah. The Lord says in chapter 5. What, what could I have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Be honest this morning. Can the Lord not say to you this morning in this time of Advent? Looking back in this past year, what more was there to do for you that I have not done? What more is there to do for you that Christ came to this earth willingly? He said to his father, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. And that's for a people such as you and me. We did not ask for it. We did not deserve it. That is his desire. Not my decision. Not my choice. But he came. And, and with what, what a name he came. Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sin. From their brokenness, he heals. From their wilderness, he went into that wilderness. From their unholiness, because he is holy, a way of holiness. Friends, that is your hope in this Advent season. Your hope for us and our children and grandchildren. Your Advent hope. He shall save. That, friends, is a sure promise. Your only hope, your only comfort. In all your brokenness, in all your unholiness, in all your blindness. Lame, weak, feeble. When life seems to be a wilderness for you. And then this gospel news, eh? The wilderness and the solitary place. That's how we began the reading. That is how the Lord spoke to us. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them. And the desert shall rejoice. And they shall see the glory of the Lord. And the excellencies of our God. We can ask, but how is that possible? That they, those who see the glory of the Lord, shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Congregation, that is only and because of the coming of the Messiah, of the coming of Christ, the glory of the Father, who left the glory of heaven, emptied himself, became one of us, though without sin. God with us, Emmanuel. God with you and me. Who can comprehend 
who can comprehend? Now you may ask, but where is Christ in this chapter 35? A chapter where the prophet is looking not only for the coming of the Messiah, but also sees from afar already a restored creation and a redeemed people. But let us read one more time verse 5 and 6. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame man leap as a heart, and the tongue of the thumb sing. When is that then fulfilled? Well, the prophet begins already to speak in chapter 29. In that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. And so also in chapter 42, the prophet says, to open the blind eyes and to bring out of the prisoners from prison and them that sit in darkness out of prison. And maybe you're already thinking, and maybe you have already checked uh, in, in, in your notes. Uh, Matthew 9, verse 32, the dumb shall sing, or Mark 7, the deaf shall hear. But the congregation is not fulfilled, that then is it not fulfilled, as we read in chapter 7 of the gospel according to Luke, fulfilled in Christ. Yeah, even when you have doubts, and questions, are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? Are you the Christ who is to come, or are you looking for something else than Christ? Or a gospel Christ plus something else? Well, we read from the Gospel of Luke, in that hour, Christ healed many people. And then he says, go and tell John, or whatever your name is. This is how you hear it this morning. Go and tell what you have seen and heard. Not to bring the prisoners out of prison, but the blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and to the poor have the gospel preached to them. Fulfilled in Christ. Shall you look for another? Do you see now, begin to, begin to see the glory of the Lord, who he is for such one as you are. Christ who came to save his people from their sin. Also that sin of this past week. Christ who came to heal from brokenness. Of that brokenness that is in your life. And maybe you brought it in this morning. Christ who came the way of holiness where there is no holiness in you. Christ who came to bring the redeemed and the ransom home. Christ who came so low. So low in a manger to scoop you up 
from your low condition, from your brokenness, unholiness, from your sin. Do you begin to see his glory? When God's glory is revealed, made known, is shown in Christ to you. When he was lifted up on the cross, where God's glory was most displayed in Christ, who can fathom this, comprehend this, grasp this. He who left a place of heavenly glory, but he emptied himself, becoming taking the form of a servant. Servant not to do his own will, but the will of his father who sent him. His father sent him. That is Advent. When you don't have any expectation of yourself anymore. No hope. Then you see on yourself. He is sent. Being born in the likeness of you and me. But without sin. And being found in the human form. He experienced all the human limitations in his life. He understands our needs. And he humbled himself so low to the point of death, even the death of the cross, to display his glory. It is so contrary what we expect. The king of kings came, but how? He laid aside his heavenly glory, wrapped himself, taking the form of a servant, becoming like us. Have you ever meditated upon that? Became like you, though without sin. That challenge that you go through in life. Maybe the end of the Advent season, Christmas is coming, if the Lord gives it. Empty places, grief, sorrow that you have to deal with. Maybe struggles in marriage. But he came. And he comes this morning. Yes, he has no form, no comeliness. And be honest, you and I by nature, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised, rejected. Sometimes we hid ourselves from him. We esteemed him not. Or by grace. Or by grace. He came. And he draws you to him. You bow down before him. At the manger to worship him. At the cross. With all your sins. and All your shortcomings. With all your faults. With all your flaws. Seeing the infinite worth. Value and beauty of Christ. Christ is the only. The most important. One in your life. And he humbled himself so low. That he born our grief, wrote Isaiah. Do you hear? Your grief. Maybe your silent grief. Here is one, Christ. And he takes it and he carries it. And he carries our sorrows. And he is pierced for our transgressions. Crushed for our iniquities. 
For your sin, he was crushed and pierced, so that you can and, and can be forgiven and are forgiven. And he became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. For this reason he came, born in a manger, with this end in view, the cross for the sins of his people. Where we deserved God's judgment for our sin, Christ came. And he bore for us the wrath of God under which we should have perished forever. And he came a curse for us and to fill us with his blessing. Do you see the glory of the, God, of the Lord? And he humbled himself on the cross and cried out, Why have thou forsaken me? That you will be never Forsaken and forgotten by him. Friends, that is the gospel of Advent. That is salvation. Do you begin to see the glory of Christ? The glorious gospel preached with all its shortcomings. Preached to the poor, broken, unholy people, sinners. Do you see the excellency of Christ? Over against brokenness and sin, there is healing. Over, un, over against uncleanness, there is a way of holiness. To whom else shall you then go? With all your weakness and spiritual, spiritual infirmities, with your weak hands and feeble nails, when, when you don't know the way anymore. Maybe fearful hearts, There are those times that you miss the living assurance of your faith. And you struggle fearful to the heart. And blind, sometimes you struggle, spiritual struggles that you may have. Death, you don't hear it anymore. Here is the great physician. A Savior's Christ, balm in Gilead. I self, healing for Christ's sake. Yeah, also practically, when there are challenges in your marriage, then you can forgive one another and work on, work on restoration, on healing. When you have a wayward child, you're able to reconcile, restore broken relationships. When you deal with anxiety, This is the gospel of Advent. There is hope. Healing is possible. Here is the blood of Christ offered this morning that cleanses of all your sins, sins, your daily sins, your shortcomings, your flaws in life, your falterings in life. But Christ came to strengthen the weak, To confirm the feeble ones and to the fear-hearted ones in our midst. You may hear this morning, be strong, fear not. 
maybe those in our midst who wrestle, but how can I come to this willing Savior seeing my sin? Oh, do you see the encouragement then in this Advent Gospel in verse 4? Behold, your God will come. He comes. When you cannot come by yourself, but He will come and save you. He will come so sure as Christ came and born in Bethlehem. Even now, He will come. What a gospel. When you read what God has prepared, verse 8, an highway shall be there. Then the Lord opens a way when you don't see a way back to Him anymore. What more? A way, it shall be called a way of holiness. The original can be translated also as this. And he, Christ, shall be called the way of holiness. Do you begin to see? Then my holiness is found in him. And therefore, verse 9, and therefore the redeemed shall walk there. Then there is a prepared way. Then there is an open way. Over oh, what a privilege. Though we don't see it always. And we don't not always live out of it. But it is a safe and a secure way. No lion shall be there we have led. And nor any danger. Then you may experience. That that way of holiness. Is a way of peace. As Horatius Boner once wrote, The Way of Peace, a book for the anxious, that's the title. The Way of Peace and the Way of Holiness lie side by side, or rather they are one. Do you know that peace in your life? Those moments of that peace that the Lord gives you, in his words, and he speaks to you. A peace that surpasses all understanding. Then it is with, with Bonar, we long to hear thy voice, to see thee face to face, to share thy crown and glory. As now we share thy grace. Come then, Lord Jesus. Come then. That is Advent longing. Seeing the glory of the Lord. Seeing the glory of the cross. Seeing Christ's love, Christ's self-denying, sacrificial, sacrificial love. And coming in the flesh, Advent, and I'm coming through his word this morning to you. For brokenness and sin, there is a healing Savior. For your unholiness, there is a way of holiness, Christ. And for a wilderness and a solitary place, for a desert in your life. There shall be joy, there shall be gladness, no sorry, no sorrow, and sighing. We have read in the ransom of the Lord. Ransom 
de leftovers. They shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. Advent season 2022. Do, do you see something of the glory of the Lord? This great comfort. Does this gospel now transform you? And here is a Savior who came and stands before you this morning to save sinners. Are, are you a sinner? Are you a sinner? Did he then not come for you? And remember, as the Apostle reminds us in Romans 5, for when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Nothing more ungodly. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. Greater love this world has never seen. When he hung on that tree, oh why, would he do such a thing for sinners like you and me? J.C. Rao once wrote, in light of the manger, he said, look to the cross then. Think on the cross then. Meditate on the cross then. Salvation and holiness are nowhere learned so well as on Calvary. Should Advent not transform you? What I mean is this. Advent is living with hope and expectation. And verse 10 of Isaiah 35. And it was not only for the, for, for the readers of Isaiah that, that were in Babylonian captivity. The ransom of the Lord shall return. And they shall obtain joy and gladness. But, but, but living with expectation and hope, despite your brokenness and holiness that you have brought into church this morning. But for Christ's sake, this perspective in life, God brings his people home. The ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion. That is the comfort, this Advent comfort in the life of each of his children. Maybe not always a living experience. But Advent reminds you. Eh? Advent means coming and, and waiting with expectation. It gives a perspective in life. Whatever challenges you face even now. Maybe times of sorrow and grief. This perspective. The Lord will bring you home. And how? With songs and everlasting joy. And sorrow and sighing shall flee away. You'll never return. You'll never come back. When Christ takes you home. Are you not longing for that day? There's not to escape the troubles or the challenges in life. But to be with him forever and ever. Delivered from sin. Delivered from your brokenness. Delivered from yourself.
You don't, you don't have those moments? Coming through life with sometimes testings and trials in your life. But longing for that day, this Advent, being transformed by the Advent gospel. That day, as the Apostle John saw those standing in glory before the throne. Yes, that same throne of which Isaiah heard and saw, holy, holy, holy. But those will stand there, having washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And therefore, and only therefore, because of the blood of Christ, they will stand before the throne of God. Where the Lamb that is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. No more sorrow. No more sighing. Have you washed, have you washed your robe and made them white in the blood of the Lamb? Parents, bring your children, bring your grandchildren often, often to the throne of grace. Plead with the Lord. Wash my child. Wash my wayward child. Wash that child that seems to lose the way in life. Wash them white in the blood of the Lamb. What a future for those that know Advent should not transform you now, give you perspective in life amidst all the challenges you face, disappointments, maybe discouragements, maybe de depressions. Yeah? And yet this perspective this Advent gospel to be lifted above the circumstance and to see afar off. No more sorrow. No more sighing. There are those times when you experience those moments that you, that you are inviting people. Say, come and listen and all you who have feared the Lord, I will declare. You have to speak. You will declare what he has done for me. When was it the last time? Parents, when was it the last time that you talked to your children? Come and see. Listen. And I will tell you who Christ is for me. Oh, seeing the glory of the Lord, then it is he 
hoe op hul, op holt ze in de strijf. Dan het is hij, hoe grint is eternal life. Dan het is hij voor Christ's hoe heers, dun die, wen de krij. En hij wil save your soul. When death draws nigh. This God is God of our salvation. That is Advent 2022. Say to them. Say to you. That are of a fearful heart. Be strong. Fear not. Behold. Your God. Welcome. Amen. Lord, what a glorious gospel we have heard this morning. Brought with much shortcoming. But that each of us may leave this place and testify we have seen something of the glory of the Lord. We have seen Jesus. Lord, will bless thine own word to all our hearts. That it may change us, transform us, direct us to thee. We pray this in the forgiveness of our sins in speaking and in listening. But for Christ's sake, amen.